Okay, good morning, church. Okay, turn to your neighbor and say that I'm so glad you are with me today. <laughs> Some of you are glad. Turn to, your, turn to the one behind and in front and say, I'm also glad that you are with me this morning. Okay, let me just do this first. Uh, anyway, today uh, our Sunday focus on uh, being a love, uh, being a giving and serving community, and being a blessing to others. And I'm glad that the youths uh, just now came up to share and how they are being a part of this giving and serving community, ministering in Philippines, in Davao, blessing the people there. And in line with this 40 days of prayer and our meditation this morning on being a giving and serving community, today I want to challenge our hearts to get out of our comfort zone, to reach out and to bless someone and to be a giving and a serving community as a whole and as an individual out in the world. So taken from Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to chapter 5, verse 20, which is my text, I want to share how Jesus brought the disciple out of their comfort zone to the other side in order to bless someone that we will see later on from verse 1 to 4 uh, of chapter 5. And likewise, the same challenge is for us that we should get out of our comfort zone to the other side to be a blessing to someone else. So, brothers and sisters, when we come to this picture about uh, the other side, uh, I want to first say that it's not about a geographical location that we are talking about that we need to go over to. It could be a, an emotional or, or a spiritual crossing over or going over in order to bless someone that is at the other side, in order to minister to someone at the other side. So for some of us, when we, talk, when we think about the other side, uh, crossing over to the other side, it can be a challenging and uncomfortable thing uh, because uh, we are unfamiliar with what's going to happen the other side uh, as what we have heard uh, just now from the testimony. We are, maybe we are not familiar with the place that we are going to or maybe we have sort of a mental or emotion picture uh, whereby we sense that it's going to be very challenging. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's, it's going to be difficult. It's not going to be within my control. So because of all this reason, we refuse or we are reluctant to cross over to the other side. And some of us probably when we think about this word, this term, the other side, in your heart, in your spirit, in your mind right now, you say, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the other side that, that maybe God is challenging me to go over today. But regardless of what, today as we come to this message, I really believe that God wants to challenge all of us to get out of our comfort zone, to go to the other side, to minister to someone or a group that He has placed uh, upon our hearts. So this is my outline this morning, uh, three Ps. First, I'm going to talk about the problem at the other side. 
then I'm going to challenge all of us uh, to progress to the other side. And in order to progress to the other side, you know, we need to prepare for the other side. So let's just go very quickly to uh, point one. Problem at the other side. Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. Let's uh, read this. On that day, when evening came, he said to them, Jesus said to them, let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat just as he was, and the other boats were with him. And there arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat were already filling up. Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep in the cushion, on a cushion, and they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Hush, be still. The wind died down, and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? How is it that you have no faith? They became much afraid and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? And we carry on to Mark uh, 5, verse 1. They came to the other side. Then they came to the other side of the sea, into the country of the garrison. When he got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tomb with an unclean spirit met him, and he had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one was able to bind him anymore, even with a chain, because he had often been bounded with shackles and chains, and the chains had been torn apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. No one was strong enough to subdue him." When we come to this story in Mark chapter 4, verse uh, 35, Jesus gave the instruction to the disciple to go over to the other side. And it's interesting that uh, if you read in that immediate context, there are some contrasts that we can see. Uh, this afternoon, you can go back and read uh, the context. It's quite interesting that some contrasts that Jesus is moving away from a large crowd a large crowd, uh, chapter 4, verse 1, to a person in chapter 5, verse 2, you know, contrast. And in addition, he's also moving away from one geographical area uh, to another geographical area called the other side. And looking at where the other side is, we understood or understand from Mark chapter 5, verse 1, that this place is the country of Gerasim. And what happens is this that I have uh, prepared for us this vision, a map for all of us. A contrast from um, many people to one person. A contrast of one place to another place. And when we read chapter 4, probably he's in the area of uh, Capernaum. Uh, moving to the other side, to the other region, a region in Decapolis. So this the understanding. So look at the map here. That's the move. But I also prepare another map here to highlight something for us, a zoom up uh, using the Sea of Galilee. That when we look at this uh, map, uh, I drew a, a, a line there to actually mark for us, and I want to suggest for all of us, there's actually this invisible divide. 
of the map. But not 100% accurate, but it's just a gauge. There's actually an invisible divide of the land between the Jews and the non-Jews, the Gentiles. Between the pure, of which the Jews consider themselves the pure uh, uh, nation, versus the impure. Gentiles and Jews, pure and impure. So Jesus here, if you realize this, is bringing the disciple to a territory that is non-Jewish, probably uh, Gentiles, because later on you will read that there's pigs and all this, tombs, uncleanness. Jesus is bringing the disciple to a place, a territory that is non-Jewish, probably Gentiles, and probably controlled by the Romans. Uh, because legion, right, is, is actually a Roman term. So I want to suggest to you that according to the map, according to the reading, according to some of my uh, study, there's actually an invisible divide here. And the story here is set in a place, a territory, one of the Hellenist town of uh, Decapolis. So what's the problem that we are talking about here, according to my first point? What's the problem at the other side that Jesus is going to go over to tackle? It's actually this person possessed by uh, the Spirit's uh, legion, living in a different culture, living in a different context, different from the disciples which are Jew. So let me repeat again. Jesus is going over to the other side because there is this quote-unquote problem and this problem is a person possessed by legion living in a different culture, different context that is different from the disciples. So what's the lesson here that Jesus is trying to bring across to the disciple? Or something that we can learn today also. The lesson is this, brothers and sisters, that if Jesus will go for the one in the midst of the many, if Jesus will cross boundaries, geographical location, uh, break through social and also cultural norm to reach out to the one that he has died for, how much more should we also take note of this and be motivated by God today? to do that. So do we see that there is this uh, need, brothers and sisters, to go over to the other side this morning in our reflection? Where is your the other side? What is at the other side that God has been nudging you and saying, hey, go over to the other side? What is separating us? What is that invisible divide that is hindering us from crossing over to the other side. And I pray that today as we go through this message, that God will sort of break our hearts and, and motivate us and give us the courage and bonus to go over to the other side, despite we know that there's a problem that is at the other side. Today I want to encourage all of us to go over to the other side for that person, for that group, maybe for that ethnic group. Uh, maybe God is also impressing us, uh, not just in Singapore, but overseas. I don't know. 
Spirit of God is challenging us. Maybe for some of us, God is challenging us to go for a mission trip. Uh, thankful for the youths that they took the first step to go for their first mission trip. Maybe going over to the other side to minister to someone that is so different from us. Different in status, socially, culturally, geographically. Maybe some of us, we have worry about uh, going to mission trips because reasons like, oh, you got toilet or not. Uh. Ayo, the, I hate flying insects, you know, mosquito, uh, uh, cockroach, uh, beetles. Uh, but rest assured, uh, they are very slow ones. So you can just kill them like this. Uh, turn to your neighbor and say, don't worry, just go for a mission trip. Maybe the toilet you are worried about. Don't worry. Everywhere is toilet. So uh, plenty of toilet for you to use. Anyway, the point is this. Cross over. If the Lord so impress you to go over to the other side to minister to someone or a group that is different from us. Maybe for some of us, it is not just about crossing geographical uh, location to the other side. Maybe for some of us, it's not just too far away in Singapore. People that are different from us, our foreign workers, our domestic helper, uh, maybe our youths, that's different. Uh, Maybe God is challenging us this morning. Someone that is different, that we need to cross over, not just geographically, but culturally, socially, emotionally, or maybe mentally, cross over to touch that someone. Maybe right now God is impressing upon our hearts right now someone that is upon our hearts that we need to go and touch base with, cross over and just minister to that someone. Don't say it's impossible because God is with us. So today, brothers and sisters, some of us, maybe we are facing difficulties, challenges, to go over to the other side. I don't know what reason you have, but my prayer is that God's grace will be released to us this morning, this service to enable us to prepare ourselves and progress to the other side, whether it's big step or little, little by little towards that. So I want to encourage all of us, maybe right now we know what is the problem at the other side, but let's progress onward. We progress just like what Jesus did. Why should we go to the other side? Let me give you two reasons. Because of the who that's the other side, which I touched on just a little bit earlier, uh, but there's also another reason, because Jesus wants to reveal more of himself to us if we take the journey with, with him. So let, let me just do this. Let me just go to the first uh, reason first. Why should we go over to the other side? Because of the who that is at the other side, the people that Jesus had died for and wanting to redeem and wanting to restore. 
And we need to go and share the good news of Jesus Christ to them, even if it's troublesome, even if it is problematic. I remember, um, I remember years ago, uh, whereby uh, in, in the first church that I was in, that we, we were reaching out to this uh, group of people. Uh, they, are actually, they are considered the least rich people group. They are called the Tumangas. It happened to be that they are also in Philippines. Okay? So they are called the sea gypsies, uh, nomads, because they, they, they move around. You know? No fixed place, nomads in the Philippines. And I tell you, the trip was super, super, super challenging. Uh, because in order to go where they are located at, which to me is the other side, I need to do this. And listen to this. I need to take a flight from Singapore, 3.5 uh, hours to the Philippines. Then after that, I need to wait at the bus terminal for three hours in order to catch the coach to Ifugao province. Okay, 3.5, 3 hours. Then after that, I need to take a coach for 7 to 8 hours to reach Ifugao. Uh, rest a while. And then I need to take a jeep another 14 hours up and down the hills, the mountain, at about 10 to 20 kilometers per hour to the remote part of Isabella, whereby the Tumangas are. And, and mind you, I cannot sleep during that whole trip. Why is it so? Because we are traveling just by the side of the mountain and I have to make sure my driver don't sleep. If not, we're going to go down. So, so, that's, so that's just to reach the Tumangas minister to them. And the whole process to the other side is really super, super challenging to me. Coming back to Singapore is another trip uh, back, same quote-unquote torment, uh, torture to me. So to me, I rank this trip as one of the most difficult and draining trip of all trips. Trip of all trips. Uh, it's super out of my comfort zone. And in my years with uh, the previous church, uh, whereby we need to make follow-up trip uh, every year to the Tumangats, the mission committee often will look at me and say, Hey, Pastor, you go lah. You go lah. Uh, you go lah. And, and I always I have to confess this. Although I am strong mentally trained as a commando, I, I always look at my schedule and I hope that something coincides so that I don't have to go. It's super, super challenging, I tell you. Uh, it's really tough, I have to confess it. But as I thought about it, uh, in fact, I have gone there maybe about four or five times. Uh, wow, super challenging. And, and I reflect and say, yeah, although I don't really want to go, lah, but I still have to go. Why is it so? Because the reason is this. There is ministry there. There are people that God has also died for. I struggle, but I still go. Uh, but thank God now I'm in GEFC. Uh, turn to your neighbor and say, thank God he's in GEFC. Brothers and sisters, uh, at the other side, there's problem. And sometimes we see people as problem. I have to say this. Problem to be avoided. But you see, God sees potential in people. 
The people who live in this area, uh, back to the context of Mark, in this area, they try to protect themselves from this man, this fearful man, which is the problem. They chain him, they separate him from, from the rest of them. They put him in a tomb whereby he now lives alone with the dead as a poor, lost, lonely man who was hated, which, oh, who was to be avoided, who was to be feared, uh, who is an outcast, who is the problem. Problem. But Jesus sees not a problem, but Jesus sees potential in that person. A man making the image of God to be saved, to be restored. He sees potential and a man that can be restored and can be his evangelist. So if you look at the rest of the uh, reading in Mark chapter 6, verse uh, 6 to 20, um, which, is, which I think is too long and I'll just keep, you go back and read, I give you the context. You will see that Jesus went over to the other side, ministered to that person and eventually restored that person. And what happened? That at the end in verse 20, this guy was delivered, he became a missionary to the Gentiles missionary to the Gentiles, because the context again in Decapolis is, is a Hellenist, a non-Jew area. So then he becomes a missionary to the Gentiles, going to the region in Decapolis, not just in his own town. See, Decapolis is a loosely connected uh, group of 10 Gentiles uh, cities. And verse 20, if you read, this and he went away, began to proclaim in Decapolis what great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed. It means this that he went around the region and tell, tell people about Jesus. It's amazing. One person saved, one person restored, one person put on fire for Jesus, went about and do great impact. Is it a problem or is it a potential? Here is a potential. So I want to challenge all of us. Will we partner with God for this purpose? Maybe God is impressing upon our hearts this morning that certain person that we need to cross over, get out of our comfort zone, cross over and minister to that person. And who knows? God can use you, use that person for greater purpose. The first reason why we need to go over to the other side is because of who there is in the other side. The second reason, as what I mentioned earlier, is because Jesus wants to reveal more of himself to us in that journey. Mark chapter... Okay, it's not here, but... Mark chapter 4, verse... 41. If you read this, uh, and we understand that as they cross over to the other side, there's, there's a storm that arose and they were afraid, and Jesus stilled the storm and, and they were amazed. So, 
it actually helps us to understand this, that as we go on the journey with Jesus, or as the disciple went on the journey with Jesus, they actually discover a little bit more of Jesus. Who is this person that even the wind and the sea will listen to him? They learn a bit of Jesus. Then after that, when we cross over to Mark chapter 5, again, when they saw how Jesus delivered that man out of region, or out of legion, they were again amazed. Wow, Jesus has the power over the demons, spirit too. They again learn about Jesus. And of course, the lesson here is this. When maybe some of them are questioning, how come Jesus go over to the non-Jew uh, region? Uh? How come Jesus went to Gentile lands? Uh? Uh, how come all this is happening? Again, they learn about Jesus, that Jesus will cross over to the other side in a different context as they are in, different culture, to go and minister to someone. So again, they learn about Jesus. So what am I saying here, brothers and sisters? Is this only when we take the journey with our Lord Jesus, then we will learn something about Him. When we are comfortable, Comfortable, what's there to learn? Only when we are in a tough, fearful, unpredictable, uncertain uh, journey, right? Then we see Jesus intervening, Jesus ministering to us. Then we say, wow, that's who you are, Lord Jesus. I learned something about you. So, so why do we go on to the other side? The other reason is this, because the Lord wants to reveal Himself more to us as we take the journey with Him. Problem at the other side. Yet we need to progress to the other side. Why? Because of someone there. Because Jesus wants to reveal Himself more to us. So, but in order to go there, I think we need preparation, right? So learning from this lesson, that's where I want to uh, bring us to a conclusion and challenge us in this learning from this whole story as we prepare to go with Jesus to the other side. What are some of the things that we need to uh, take note of or prepare? Is this. First is about obedience and trust. How should we prepare to go over to the other side? First, we need to note about our obedience and our trust. See, when Jesus called the disciple to go to the other side, it will require them to leave that uh, crowd, that many people, that um, big ministry, I call it, that glamour, that glory that comes with that big ministry. Well, it's good, right? You minister in the crowd and say, so many people following you. It's glory, glamour. But Jesus said, hey, let's, let's go on to that one person. When Jesus called the disciple to go over to the other side, 
it will require them to leave that uh, glamour, glory, to join Jesus in the boat to go to the other side, which maybe in the boat is uncomfortable to them. I mean, it's not comfortable, right? But they obey. They follow Jesus. In fact, if you read the story, uh, you will find that there are also other boats. There's other boats that follow the boat that Jesus uh, was in. Uh, and I believe that Mark is describing this uh, with a purpose. In fact, some commentators also say this. Someone suggests this, that the boat in this uh, section, Jesus' boat, becomes an image. Okay, this is what is being said. It becomes an image of those who travel in intimate fellowship with Jesus. Separated from the other boats, which are other followers, that may not be really that serious and separated from uh, another group of people called those uh, people that is by the shore of the land. So there's three groups, those that are intimate with Jesus in that uncomfortable boat, left their glamour, the glory, the big ministry and follow Jesus, uncomfortable with those that maybe I take a look and see what's good, maybe good, then I will go closer. And also those that are by the shore and just look and see, hey, bye-bye, you know, have a good trip and all this. So here, what's happening here? What's our response here? In regards to our obedience and our trust when the Lord calls us, is that when God interrupts our schedule, our routine, when God calls us out of the comfort zone into the unknown, to the unfamiliar and uncomfortable territory, what's our response? I pray it will be of obedience and trust. Are we going to be those that are at the safety of the shore or the safety of the other boats wanting to see what happened next? but don't really want to fully participate in what Jesus is doing, or are we going to be in that uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortable boat with Jesus? God is calling us to obedience and trust in this season. And I say we can, we can, and we can trust Him. We can. In fact, Jesus Himself demonstrates what trust is all about when we see that he himself was sleeping in the boat. He's trusting the Father by sleeping soundly, knowing that the Father will bring him across to the other side without problem. You can sleep soundly if you know that God is in full control and God is calling you to the other side, even if it's in the midst of the storm. Even right now, some of us, we are in the midst of the storm. We can sleep soundly because of trust obedience knowing that god is in full control so brothers and sisters start by obeying and allow god to demonstrate himself to be trustworthy that he will not fail you turn to your neighbor and say he will not fail you come on turn to your neighbor again and and say he will not fail you with that uh, convincing power you know He's trustable. So first thing is this, 
It's about obedience and trust. Second thing is this from the episode I, I learned this is that we don't be too overly confident of our own ability because here it is the fisher man, professional, years of experience in the sea, fishermen. They can be very confident, right? And say, hey, let, okay, let's cross over, no problem. We have seen the storms, the wind. We are professionals. We, we, we are fishermen. Jesus, you are carpenter. We are fishermen. But again, we see in the story that this fisherman actually failed. Lah. Maybe they are too confident in their own ability. And it's a reminder again to us that we should not be too overly uh, confident of our own ability or own skill. Maybe the, 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 the fishermen, they're saying, I'm doing Jesus a favor lah, by bringing this carpenter Jesus to the other side. No problem. <laughs> Maybe some of us, we are thinking like this, I can get this job done. I can, I can cross over easily using my wisdom and, and, and skill and my connection. But don't be too overly confident of our own ability or even our own connection. The only connection that is trustworthy is our connection with God. So here, again, it's a reminder to all of us that we don't be too confident of our own ability, only trust God. God can use our ability and our strength, yes, but we still need to trust God in this the next one is this the last one is this then in this lesson as we prepare to go over to the other side uh, i must warn all of us that we must anticipate shock surprises and even storm just as what we have seen in the passage shock why is it so because it's gentile land that we are crossing over different culture different thinking different mindset we may experience shock when we go over to the other side there will be shocks but nonetheless prepare for it that's how we prepare there might be also surprises that we will not be able to comprehend or register in our mind you see here there are people uh, in the story of Mark chapter 5, verse 6 to 20, there are people who value pigs more than people. If you read the story carefully, they value pigs more than people. After the deliverance, the, the, the pigs went down, the cliff died, they chased Jesus away. Please go away. Shock and surprises. What can we learn here? Sometimes when we minister at the other side, there might be people that will reject us. There might be surprises, even how well and how good a deed that we have done in the name of Jesus. They'll say, hey, go, 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 we don't. But nonetheless, we still need to go. Anticipate shock, anticipate surprises, and anticipate storm. Because before we go over to the other side, there was going to be obstacle that will stop us, dissuade us from going over. But nonetheless, let us 
go over. I want to invite the worship team to come up as I draw a conclusion here. As I conclude, I want to bring this slide back to all of us. We know that Elfar is on and, and for the team, we want to also make preparation to do a good Alpha course. So we would appreciate if you can uh, register early. But this is a good platform to help us minister to someone that's the other side. Maybe some of us... Uh, at this plea, this encouragement is really that we go out, partner with the CE team, partner with the Alpha team, that as we bring people into this program, that somehow or rather in the spirit of this message that I'm presenting and sharing to all of us, that we will minister to someone that is at the other side. Now the CE team has prepared for you what you need to do is just go and ask ask your friend do you want to come for this course with me and register and let us take care of the rest but the challenge this morning is really this brothers and sisters as the Spirit of God puts in your heart or maybe have given you this highlight of the problem there is at the other side the Spirit of God is also at the same time challenging all of us to progress little by little to the other side. Reason is because Jesus wants to reveal more of Himself to us. The reason is because there's people that Jesus has died for that we need to touch and restore. And will we prepare ourselves and say, Lord, help me. Help us to cross over to the other side for that someone or that group that you have also died for. So allow me to pray for all of us and then we're going to sing a response song and say, Lord, yes, I will make a difference. I'll be the one that you're going to use. Give me courage, give me bonus. But let's pray. Lord, as we come this morning, understanding that there are people at the other side that are waiting for us to go over to minister and touch. Will you challenge and encourage our hearts this morning Give us that courage. Give us that burden. Give us that confidence. Or in fact, give us that grace to trust you and trust you that as we avail ourselves, that God, you're going to bring us to the other side. Lord, we do not want to be the people that are at the shore looking at the boat going to the other side we do not want to be the people that are at the other boats waiting and seeing that oh if it's a good thing then we will participate but Lord we want to be in this boat that you are in right now 
So Lord, bring us to the other side. If today we say a yes to you, we do not know how. We just know that we need to come and stay and be beside Jesus, and you will lead us. So Lord, will you help us as we pray this in Jesus' name?